Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates, ready to go. OutKick 360 is underway. We are back and live in New York City. Paul Kuharski will join us from Indianapolis with Chad Withrow. I'm Jonathan Hutton, the entire crew here on site with us with Fox and everyone back at 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Chad, we made it. Early morning flights, ready for a big week with Barrett Sports Media and the BSM Summit with Jason Barrett and everything he has going on with his uh, solid website. We have the OutKick kickoff party to the summit tonight on a rooftop somewhere in Manhattan. I went through security twice at BNA today. That is a tease, what we call that in the industry, a tease that will happen on Wednesday for primary complaint that I will explain. Uh, other than that, great trip up to the big city. We are here in Midtown Manhattan at Fox News headquarters for the next three days and excited to be a part of this great event. And I've heard great things about the Barrett Sports Media Summit from a number of people. So excited to experience it over the next few days and really excited to host a We Know a Party. We, we definitely know a good party when we see it, and we are officially hosting uh, OutKick 360 as the welcome party tonight for the Barrett Sports well, Media Summit. We know how to sneak into a good party. Yes. You know, we, we wore the sports coach today to make it look official, right? A lot of people here in the building were telling us they were back for the first time this week in the building, in person. Which is crazy. But then, for then we all they talking, know, we've been here all year. Then we're talking to someone else who's been here every day, no matter what, <laughs> even when no one else was here, so... A bit of a mixed bag. No, it's been a lot of fun uh, walking around Fox News headquarters here today and excited about tonight getting a chance to meet a lot of radio professionals. Hutton, you know, radio has been a big part of what we've done for years now, and it's going to be a big part moving forward of what we're doing with OutKick 360. We've already got some great radio partners in the infancy of this show, and we look to grow it, and uh, we look to grow it starting tonight meeting a lot of great radio professionals at the summit. Yeah, shout out to Sports Radio 104.7 across the Upper Cumberland, Somo Sports Radio in Missouri. Um, hello to Fox Sports Shoals, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, Huntsville, and Florence, um, already a part of the Outkick Network, and that's why we're here in, in New York. PK is in Indianapolis where the NFL Combine, uh, not underway on the field, that won't be until later this week on Thursday, where we'll actually see some of the workouts happening. Uh, but coaches and general managers are beginning to make the rounds. And we will hear from Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. That's coming up later in today's show. Paul's going to check in in roughly 15 minutes from Indy. Uh, Pete Prisco is there with him. Armando Salguero of Outkick.com will be on today's show and, and much more as we will uh, hit all of the headlines. You can chime in on social media at Outkick360. And uh, join us on the YouTube chat as well. You can chat with Chad as we sit here in, uh, in Midtown. I love chatting with Chad because it sounds like I'm a host of an adult contemporary late night show yeah. <laughs> where you chat with Chad and you call in with your relationship problems, life problems. 
I fashion myself as a guy who could help with those type of problems, Hutton. So in the chat today, we're talking sports in the YouTube chat, but if you've got a relationship issue, by all means, please bring it to my attention. Maybe I yeah. have a solution for it. He's, he's been accused of being a doctor before. He will put you on the couch. Who was it back in the day, Delilah, who may still have yep. a show? Do you yep. remember Delilah? I could be the male Delilah. This is, we're in the big city now. I'm in New York. Why not become something different? If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, and I could be the male Delilah. This could be a new beginning for the show. So um, earlier you told me that two-a-days from the Dan Patrick Show followed you, right? Yes. I'm fairly certain he's behind the curtain here with us, and, and I saw him walking the hallways and um, I was like, man, that guy looks familiar. And then you told me that two-a-days had followed you on social media, and I'm like, maybe that's who I saw. And I'm fairly certain he's here today with us. Now, he's running another show. But, yeah, we, we may have a, a, we, a, a DP, um, a Dan Patrick show guy with us. We need, to, we need to meet this man. Yeah. I've uh, long been a fan. So I saw he followed me on Twitter, so we're going to say hi. Um, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are apparently negotiating a contract that's not going to make him the highest paid player in the history of the game, but it is going to make him the highest paid player this upcoming season if, in fact, he agrees to terms with the Packers on this restructured contract. If you're wondering, it's Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes makes $45 million, is scheduled to make $45 million in 2022, so anything above that for the upcoming season would give... Rodgers, the claim of the highest-paid player. Of course, he's the back-to-back MVP. Um, but, Chad, although I think all of these reports are saying if Rodgers chooses to stay with Green Bay, they have a short-term deal and they're working on getting that in place, this is positive if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. We have Gutenkust, who was talking with the media today, that said, hey, it, once we get Rodgers in place, everything else with our offseason will fall into place. He was answering that in regards to Devontae Adams and many others. They're going to have to restructure a lot of current contracts. They did some last week. But you know the fact that they can get Rodgers done before the start of the new league year, uh, potentially, hypothetically here, that's massive for them. Well, and it's further proof of something we've talked about, that it seems like the NFL salary cap is a myth at times. You know, This seems like a team that should be up against it cap-wise. That would be very difficult to make this happen. And I'm sure it is difficult. But if it's simply the decision of the Green Bay Packers to say, we want to make you the highest or second highest paid player in football and do a two-year, $50 million contract. If that's all it took to ensure that Aaron Rodgers is happy and the Green Bay Packers quarterback for two years in a two-year window where we said it in this past preseason, it's Super Bowl title or bust in Green Bay. Didn't happen. They lose in their first playoff game to San Francisco this year. But if this is what makes Aaron Rodgers happy and you can get it out of the way now, yeah. And, and franchise Devontae Adams, whatever you're going to do there, this is huge news for the Green Bay Packers if this is, in fact, all it took. We knew last offseason there was more drama around it because Aaron Rodgers didn't really feel the love from management because he wasn't included in the decision-making process. But now if it's this contract showing him the love that way, it seems he's a little bit happier in terms of how they've looped him in on certain decisions. If that's the case... Great news and a, a great story for the Packers. Well, they're currently north of like forty million over the cap. Um, they cleared nearly eleven million against the cap last week when they restructured their defensive lineman uh, Kenny Clark's contract. So they're they're trying to maneuver and make room for this deal. Keep in mind, they also have Devonte Adams, who's an unrestricted free agent. They could tag him. 
that would be roughly twenty million. And for a team that's forty million over as they currently sit, adding Rodgers and this massive contract addition plus Devontae Adams would force them to clear some space at other spots. And you know, going let's rewind a year with the the Rodgers saga. This was about not just him having a a piece of the pie in regards to football decisions. This was about putting pieces around that offense. I mean, how many how many discussions did we see on uh, national TV, uh, on this show and others, where we, we, we were taking calls, we, we would uh, read social media, and people were complaining about the number of draft picks that had been devoted to defense and not offense, right? Yeah. Um, this would and also, then when they went offense in the first round, it was Jordan Love. It, exactly. A quarterback. Exactly. And, and if you're doing that now, um, it would be because you've got to clear salary cap space in order to keep your two stars. Not add to those around them, right? So I, I, I feel conflicted in why you would go about doing this, where I think a lot of people now are going to be comparing what Tom Brady has done, where, like it or not, he has structured his salary over the years where he has not been nearly um, at that figure across the board as some of the quarterbacks are now counting against the cap. And you know, this year, for instance, if Brady were to come back, he would count twenty million against the cap for Tampa. That's a very tradable number uh, for the rights to Tom Brady. If in fact he wants to come back and play somewhere else, well, let's go back to what Greg Jennings said about Aaron Rodgers. You know, he shared the story of at one point he wanted the max money, and Aaron Rodgers came to him and said, "You know, don't be that guy. Essentially, that takes up all the salary cap space for the rest of the team." I can't help but think that this is Aaron Rodgers while getting what's due for him. As a back-to-back NFL MVP, he has every right to that money and being one of the highest-paid guys. I also can't see, with everything you just laid out, Hutton, and you, you did it well with the salary cap situation, this makes the Packers worse. It makes them better in that there's some security and there's no drama around Aaron Rodgers for the next two seasons. Mm-hmm. But from a roster standpoint, there's no way this makes them better because of some of the salary they will have to cut. They also have draft picks. They're going to want to sign. That's going to add to it. So when you subtract the players from the roster to make it work, you add some draft picks. Do we think the Packers are going to be better? Sometimes there is addition by subtraction. And I get that from the standpoint of being in a situation you want to be in moving forward, it makes a lot of sense. But this to me is kind of Aaron Rodgers. And I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. But it's Aaron Rodgers doing the opposite of what he told Greg Jennings to do in that getting this deal right now isn't really going to help the team. Deadline day was supposed to be yesterday. But deadlines for Major League Baseball and the Players Association when it comes to discussing the future of the current lockout, well, deadlines are made to be extended, uh, not, not adhered to. And it was pushed back an extra 24 hours to 5 o'clock today. The headline was that negotiations went so well yesterday on deadline day. Funny how that happens that it pushed back 24 hours in order for ownership and uh, the players' union to potentially strike a deal by 5 o'clock today without missing games. They started, reportedly started negotiations the final day, quote-unquote final day of negotiations yesterday. The, the owners did, the, the, the league, came in and said and told the players straight up to begin, just so you know, we're okay with missing a full month of the season if that's what it takes. We'll push things back a full month. That's where they started. 
And somehow, Chad, they ended by saying, you know what, let's, let's keep talking for another day. So multiple reports about it being close, Jeff Passan being one of them, that you said that it's so close, maybe not this morning, but by this afternoon or early tomorrow, you could have a deal in place. Separate reports giving details about the 14-team playoff and about what 14 versus 12 teams would look like in terms of playoffs. $100 million contract from ESPN on the table. That would go to about $85 million if it went to 12 teams instead of 14. I think that's important, Hutton, with these separate reports because it's giving us an indication of the breaking point slash deal point right now for this to be done. If all of these, these details are coming out and people are hammering on this, it seems like there's something over expanded playoffs, mm-hmm. share for the players, and amount of teams that playoff, that's the holdup. But here's where you get into a tricky spot. Because let's say you're the players association, I'm ownership. We could be sitting here at a table, hey, we've had nice, fruitful discussions, we're so close. Jonathan, I just need you to say no to this on this demand or say yes to this and we're done. And you're on the other side saying, we have had great conversations. And I'm telling you, if you just say okay to this, then we're done. So how detrimental is that last river to cross for these two to get the deal done? Because we could also be, while it sounds positive where we're headed, we could be in a point where neither side's willing to give up on this one issue to get a deal done. What we do know is that both sides came to terms on a 12-team postseason. So they have agreed to that. What they have not agreed to yet, um, as of 313 Eastern, is the baseball luxury tax and where that's going to fall, the minimum salary, where the players, of course, want more minimum salary for the up-and-coming players. Uh, meanwhile, the, uh, the ownership, the league, is willing to throw a little bit of cash more on, on top of that, but not the 100000 or so that the players' union wants to raise that. And then there is a bonus pool for arbitration, pre-arbitration players, that they want to include in these negotiations um, look, a lot of this is, uh, has muddied the waters because there's new details with what they're negotiating uh, hour upon hour from Passon and others. But I can't help but look back and think, well, they're extending this deadline because they sat around and didn't do anything for 80 days, right? Like they could have been in Florida doing this prior to the deadline happening. But ultimately, it also took 43 days for the league to even to, send a proposal. Yeah, to get it once to them. the lockout started. But ultimately, the deadlines lead to action, one way or the other. And neither side wants to have a situation where they don't start on time. Because right now, if you strike a deal and you have to miss part of the spring training just to get your season going on time, so be it. But no harm, no foul. No one's going to notice. People have barely noticed the lockout to this point. But if you start missing games, then it becomes a headline as the NCAA tournament is complete and we get past the Masters, and then you start looking around going, where's baseball season? And if Major League Baseball is content missing a month, that puts them in that window where they are on full display as being the league that's locking out the players again. They don't miss a thing in terms of national interest if they get this thing done in the next couple days and they start the season on time. Because you're right in that here we are on March 1st. We are officially in the college basketball window of the sports year. And it's going to be college basketball dominated 
until early April when we crown a champion, and then, oh, by the way, the next week is the Masters. Yep. And in that time, people are excited to watch the start of Major League Baseball. And I find it hilarious that there's all this talk about, well, we need pitchers to get loose and we need guys to get ready in spring. <laughs> I'm thinking, if you've ever watched Major League Baseball, a huge storyline from April through May at times is coalescing as a team, figuring things out early in the season, guys getting their bats and their timing going, pitchers getting their timing down, their arm ready. Yep. The, the evolution of a team over the course of a marathon season with 162 games, this is not a new story in professional baseball. It happens every year. They will figure it out without a spring training. I promise. They're going to figure it out the way they do every year. Teams will change as the season goes. They're going to look different in April than they will in September, and they'll figure it out. These are professional athletes. They've played baseball their entire lives. I know that everyone feels like it, that spring training is a must. It's not. They'll be fine this one year without spring training. Hit us up on Twitter. You can react there at Outkick360. Join the chat right now on the YouTube page. And uh, if you're following along on radio, when we come back, we head to Indianapolis. Pete Prisco and uh, others are going to sit down and join Paul Koharski. Later in today's show, Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, will join us as well. We'll check in with PK and Prisco when we come back. First, though, Aurora Nutriscience. Keeping us mentally sharp and healthy. Aurora delivers your supplements where you need them the most. Your body. VitaLifeScience.com is the website. V-I-D-A-LifeScience.com. These supplements, I, I, they sent some in last week. Gave a couple bottles to Chad. Vitamin C, glutathione, vitamin D3, and much, much more. I'm getting on it, Hutton. You I'm can, getting on uh, it. Those you, bottles you gave me, thank you. They, they stick with you. They're not, they're, 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 they're not going to be wasted like a typical pa- uh, capsule or, or pill. Uh, these are absorbed. Uh, here is Aurora, unique cutting-edge nutritional and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. VitaLifeScience.com is the website. V-I-D-A-LifeScience.com. Use the code OUTKICK360 at checkout. OUTKICK360 at checkout. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360 at VitaLifeScience.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Isn't buying the scenario that Tom Brady would come out of retirement, ask for a trade, and then play for another franchise after the Bucks have already moved on to another quarterback. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network with Chad Withrow. I'm Jonathan Hutton in New York for 360 today here at uh, Fox and Fox News. Um, Chad, your thoughts on Arian saying that ain't happening, that's not Tom Brady in regards to coming back out of retirement and playing for someone else. Well, my thoughts are pretty simple. I mean, Tom Brady is moving on from football to produce a film with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. <laughs> about him. About 80-year-old women <laughs> that love Tom Brady. So that is, in summary, an explanation that Tom Brady will do whatever the hell Tom Brady wants to do. 
Uh, and I don't think Bruce Arians knows one way or the other. I, I, I'm with him. I'd be surprised if he ended up playing again you know? after doing this. But who knows what Tom Hutton, what, Tom, what a Tom Brady wants, a Tom Brady gets. Well, That's Tom simple. Brady, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback, um, acclaimed actor now, and, you know, cheater. You know, some would say cheater. Um, cheat, cheat, cheat is Pete, Pete, Pete Prisco who is with our Paul Koharski live in Indianapolis. Arizona at the State NFL finally did what he Combine. wanted. Huh? He finally did what he wanted, his alma mater. Out kick 360 is big today, Paul. We're in New York and now to Indy. Hope things are going great. You, you put me in a tough spot. I don't know where to start with Pete Prisco <laughs> on Arizona State and whether they're cheating or if we've seen the last of Tom Brady. You choose. Well, I'll start with the cheating. They don't cheat enough. They cheat poorly. If they cheated well, they wouldn't get caught and they'd pay players and they'd be in, in the national championship hunt. Uh, I don't like the fact that they got caught and they still stink. That's eight, a bad conversation. Eight? I mean, you don't like is eight and five, six and three in conference, not progress? That's, That's not what you're looking for. That's garbage. Been there before. Done that. Don't want that. We're going to play for a national championship. Herm Edwards isn't the guy to cheat. I want to be Georgia. I want to be Alabama. <laughs> That's what I want to be. I don't want to be average, which they've been for many years. And and by the way, he, I think he's done a bad job at ASU. Yeah. Um, think about this. Utah was the Pac-12 champion this year. They went to the Rose Bowl and won the Rose Bowl. ASU was beating them by 15, I think, at halftime and had 230 yards and penalties and turned the ball over in the second half. I mean, it just that's coaching. I don't like the job he's done. I, I, I put it out there, get rid of him, get a new coach. But unless you're cheating to the ump degree, and they can't. And now with these deals that these players all get, now they're all cheating that way too. So, I mean, don't you love when Texas A&M all of a sudden now everybody calls them, basically calling them cheaters. They got every every recruit in, in the South. Yeah, NIL masters is another uh, almost, another term for it. Was it was almost comical coming from some of the people that it was coming from, by the way. Oh, look what they're doing. Well, yeah, Lane Kiffin calling him out. I mean, come on. Give me a break. <laughs> we seen the last of Tom Brady? Yes. Yeah. I, I think this is one of those that was mandated by the family. I think if he was a single man... Pete saying that comes from the family. It does come from the family. But if, if it was a single man... Play forever. He's still playing. Yeah. He, his wife told him, "You're done," and he's done. I mean, he he played a long. That's a long time. You know what I do, do love though about NFL players? Oh, we got to give all our time. We got to give our commitment to the job. You know? People do that all the time in real life and, and and work year round. These guys have six months off out of the year and work, you know, half the year. Sure, it's a it's a it's an obligation and you got to be dedicated to craft. But people do that on a regular basis. And Pete got back from the Super Bowl and he was working on Tuesday unexpectedly. Correct. 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 That's, that's what happens. You um, were just doing a special broadcast because the news, uh, the re- more relevant quarterback news today is about Jimmy Garoppolo. Shoulder surgery on his, on his throwing shoulder. That's not good, uh, particularly when you're going to be a free agent. Uh, not or trade. But traded. And, and who's going to trade for him now? And what does that do to the market for Jimmy Garoppolo? Does it drive it down? Can you get him for turkey sandwich and, uh, you know, a pickle on the side now? Because basically that's about what it'll be. Let's do quick quarterbacks. What's what's going to become Nobody's of moving. Carson Wentz? No, I, I don't think that uh, that Rodgers is going anywhere. I don't think that Wilson's going anywhere. I, I don't know why people are so anxious to move them. I never thought Rodgers.
Rodgers was going anywhere to begin with. I don't know why they. What's is it better for him in Denver in a division with Mahomes and Herbert? Hell no. Than it is in that division he's in right now. No, of course not. I think he stays. Pete Carroll's not going to trade Russell Wilson. He's coming to the end of his career. He wants him for a couple more years. We're talking about Pete Carroll. He's not going to trade him. I've heard that uh, they were open to trading him, but Pete Carroll's not going to, so he's not going anywhere. Deshaun Watson, he has to clear up all his stuff first. Who's going to trade for that before he clears it up? No way. Carson Wentz, what are they going to do here in Indianapolis? they got to get a quarterback. <laughs> that was a bad deal. I mean, here's another thing about the Colts. Everybody in the league raves about what the Colts have done, raves about, oh, my God, look at Chris Ballard's done a great job. They've won one play. Nobody in Nashville can figure this out. They're the darlings of the league. Meanwhile, the Titans, you know, God, nice. they've not gotten it done in the playoffs, oh, but they're winning two divisions. But they've won one playoff game since they've been there. And they make a deal for Carson Wentz giving up all those draft picks. I think it's a problem. I don't know if you listened into Ballard. He sounded to me like a guy stuck between Reich and Ursay trying to mediate the guy who brought him in and the guy who can't stand him and wants him out. That, that's the way I read Chris Ballard up there saying we're still talking about it what do you and do? we don't all have to get along. Here's the issue with these teams that don't have quarterbacks and I know they've gotten to it in Nashville a little bit. We'll get rid of Tannehill, get rid of Tannehill. What do you do if you get rid of them? Exactly. There's nothing out there. and people. I, I mean, Mitch, this is where we are in quarterback land in the NFL. Mitch Trubisky is now a hot a commodity. commodity. And look at this draft. This draft stinks when it comes to quarterbacks. Every There's probably four guys that are going to go three or four guys in the first round and in a normal year, not a one of them. You think any of them has potential over time? Pickett, Willis, Corral, Ritter? Pickett. Pickett's yeah. the one. And, and in talking to people about Pickett, uh, who around him at the Senior Bowl, he was the guy that pumped his chest and had the had the it factor, the swagger, you know? Uh, I don't know what people are seeing in Malik Willis's tape, because I watch it, I don't see it. I just don't think he's very good. I think he's raw. I mean, he just... You know what it is now? We're getting enamored with quarterbacks who can move and run, and so they're kind of trying to force that on. I don't see it. I've talked to a couple of GMs about it. They don't see it either. You've always been a pocket quarterback guy. How much have you moved off of that seeing the success of Mahomes and Allen, two completely different styles who can move? They certainly can throw from the pocket, right. but they can move. That's why you have to be able to move. I'm not, I mean, you, like, I'll give you an example. The Carson Strong kid at, at the bottom, boy, he can throw the ball. But he's got a bad knee, and he can't move. And when you can't move, that's a problem. If you're moving to throw it, that's not a problem. And I think that's where that's why you look for that guy. I mean, Herbert, Justin Herbert, big, strong arm guy, throw from the pocket, but he can move too. You got to be able to. Trevor Lawrence can move when he actually gets going. How much do you love the trend, the Russell Wilson, the Kyler Murray, of uh, your first statement about being upset is to take the team logo off of your social media? What does that accomplish? I mean, seriously. What it, and and here's the thing with Kyler Murray. He's got bigger problems than that. I mean, that, that organization is getting tired of some of his act, too. You know, I, I don't know if this is verified, but I heard there were players, Larry Fitzgerald wasn't happy with him there, and that's part of the reason Robert White didn't play last year. So I, I just think when you look at it, Kyler Murray has to be more dedicated to being a guy that can handle loss. I mean, if your quarterback's over on the sideline moping around, crying, and, and, and acting like a, a 12-year-old, and everybody knows this kid, 
when we were playing, if you when you were a kid growing up, if you lost, nobody was happy about it. But there was always a kid over in the corner who was pouting like a little baby. That's what you get from him. You can't get that from your quarterback. He's got to be better than that. Pete Prisco from CBS Sports, our guest. Nobody pounded the table. Well, you're not in the room, but nobody stood on a table more for Tony Baselli to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame more than you. You watched all six years of his career covering the Jags. Um, how pleased were you with that result? Very. You, know, you guys are pleased now. I don't want to bother you all the time. <laughs> Although it's time for Fred Taylor talk now. I like Fred Taylor. Yeah, that's the next one. Fred's got to get in that room, at least get in the conversation. Uh, but, yeah, I was very happy, and it was it was great for Tony. Um, I know he was getting frustrated with the process, and, and every year he'd get close and he would not get in and then to get in this year. And, he, and at the Super Bowl, they had a, a really nice moment, uh, a special occasion for him at USC. We, we all went over there. It was like a dinner celebration. The, fight, this, uh, the band came in, and they played the USC fight song, and everybody's doing because there was a lot of his old teammates who were doing his little thing, and I'm like, I looked at Mark Brunel with the Washington, I said, I ain't getting up because I'm a Sun Devil. I'm not getting up doing that. How much will USC cheat under Lincoln Riley? I'm sure they will. Everybody cheats. Everybody calls football cheats. Let's be real. Hey, here's the other thing. One of the best moments of that night, and I, I, I don't. Tony Vasselli's a bigger man than me because I wouldn't have been able to handle this. They put up a his video. father. It was incredible. It was incredible. So his father passed away a few years ago. Oh, last year. Last year, and they and taped it, a it congratulatory. Was, but it wasn't so much a congratulation getting the Hall of Fame. You're a Hall of Famer. It's you're a Hall of Fame man. And to see Tony, he put his head down, but he handled it way better. I would have been busted. People were bawling in that place. It was just a touching moment. And uh, look, I'm glad he got in. I'm glad. His, I wish his dad was Yeah, that was part of his frustration that his, his dad wasn't alive to see him get in. So I'm sure that softened and it Titan somewhat. fans know how good he is. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, listen, the debate was six years. Six years is very short. That's why I didn't have a problem with him not going ahead of some of the people. I think he's a Hall of Famer, but I think he went in at about the right time. Yeah. Tell me about some some uh, some draft guys. Kyle Hamilton, how high could he go? How, how high should the Notre Dame safety go? I like him, uh, but, again, the value of that position, and people say the game has changed a little bit, so the safety's more valuable. I, go through the league and talk about the guy. What safety's? You go, wow, they changed the game. I just don't think that's the case. I just don't. I mean, Ed Reed was a great player back in the day, but he wasn't the best defensive player on his own team. I think Ray Lewis was. So I, I do think you have to look at the value of the position. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Big physical can run. I think value position. So the top stacked with the two tackles, with the three edge rushers in all likelihood? I, I think it goes, um, you know, Jacksonville's going to have to decide between tackle, which tackle, and the edge rusher. I think it's the, the North Carolina State kid and, and Evan Neal. And then I think it's Hutchinson, uh, Thibodeau. I would I would take Hutchinson of those two. I would probably take Neal of the other of the two tackles, although I'm, at this combine, everybody's going to follow everybody else and, and take the North Carolina State kid. You watch out with Allie Tess. When I watch the tape, I think Evan Neal's a better player. Um, there is some concern with Alabama kids. You know, you come out of Alabama, you got structure, you got all that organization, you get the NFL. Where do you go from there? Because some of them have problems after after that, and so that's a concern. But uh, I think from a playing standpoint, Evan Neal's a better player. 
Um, I think Hutchinson's better than Thibodeau, and I think Hutchinson. My only concern with Hutchinson is the upside. Is he hit? Is he hit his ceiling? Is this it? Because he he plays like an NFL player, and he's playing against college players. What happens when you're playing like an NFL player and you're playing against NFL players? Do you get any better? We were kind of thinking that about Thibodeau. He had a little bit of false bravado. We felt like when we talked to him at uh, at the Super Bowl, he was already kind of fitting himself for a Hall of Fame jacket. Yeah, we felt and, like. And there is the word. You know, some scouts say it's almost like he's entitled at times. I think, and that's you know he thinks he's there. It's not what you want. Um, how about uh, give me a guy you like um, out, outside of the guys we've talked about at the top and maybe in the middle who, who are going to be surprises. I'll give you a linebacker. Brian Asamoah from Oklahoma. The way the game is played nowadays, it's, it's a spread, run and chase you know, game. you got to have guys who can run sideline to sideline. Brian Asamoah from Oklahoma flies to the football. Now, he's not big, so he's kind of the hybrid linebacker, safety, big body guy, but he's going to play linebacker. Like, I, I liken him to Levante David of the Bucks. When Levante David came out, everybody said he was too little. Well, this is what this kid is, and he can fly to football. I think he's a, he might sneak into the back end of the first round because 20 years ago, he's not playing because he's too little to play linebacker. But now, with the way the game is played, he can play linebacker because he can run and chase him. He's really fast. I wouldn't, I would, I bet you he runs four quarters on the years linebacker. Pete Prisco, CBS Sports. Read him on the draft, and he's always stirring it up with player rankings and the like. Everybody loves to hate him. You still fighting people on Twitter? Yeah, not as much anymore. I don't want him to cancel me. Yeah, it's you know, always, always a danger. You have yeah, one, one, one thing. argument. No, you're an idiot. Oh, I'm gonna cancel. You got everybody trying to cancel me. So no, I don't. I don't argue. I think you, I think Pete Prisco is uncancelable. Yeah. I'm gonna offer that as I throw it back to Hutton and Withrow in New York City. Thanks, Pete. Yeah. Pete, great. Uh, always great to hear from you. PK, great job there. We'll be checking in with Paul uh, a bit later in today's show. He will uh, have Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, on the show. Should mention Mike Vrabel, Titans head coach, will be on the show tomorrow. Uh, that has been locked in as well for Outkick 360 Live from the Combine. Um, Prisco is saying that Brady's not coming out of retirement. Rodgers is going nowhere. Um, he doesn't expect it. Doesn't it? Doesn't sound as though w- Wilson's on the move. You know, he's because his 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 answer is Chad. If you move him, what do you do at quarterback? Same thing with Tannehill and others. It's it's a very and look. It's it's not wrong. Everything he's saying is right. It's a very NFL approach for the last forty years, and we talked about it yesterday, Hutton. But the NFL is changing in a direction that a lot of people aren't going to like in that big-time quarterbacks can dictate terms much like NBA superstars can dictate terms. So if Russell Wilson's unhappy, if Kyler Murray's unhappy, things could be changing in that direction. They haven't yet. We haven't seen enough of this to say that it will happen. But could it happen? Absolutely. I also love Pete Prisco when asked about the cheating at Arizona State. said, I'm all for the cheating. They, they need to do more of it and do a better job of cheating so they don't get caught which is, I think, smart in today's yeah, world of college right. football. You know, I'll say this, though. The, it is the new look of the league, right, with the quarterbacks trying to uh, all, all but mandate what's going on. Um, I mean, there are a lot. I mean, half the league right now is either getting rid of their quarterback or trying to acquire one of the free agents or draft picks. It's not a good year for the draft. It's not a great free agent crop uh, outside of that top tier where even Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have shoulder surgery. Um, 
I'd much rather be uh, a team that's trying to get one more year out of a guy than I would be trying to trade or release. And then, you know, a great example is the Colts. I'd rather be the Titans than the Colts right now with the quarterback situation. I, I, I agree that there's a lot of unknowns with Tannehill in the postseason, but at least with the Titans, you feel like you have some pieces around him and you're a piece or two away around him from being able to bolster what you could do in the postseason. The Colts, meanwhile, uh, Ballard said today, their general manager, they're not there yet on making a determination on Carson Wentz. If you're not there yet on Carson Wentz, chances are you're not going to be there on Carson Wentz. It's a bad year also because it's just a lot of hope right now. If you are a quarterback-needy team with a decent-to-good roster – around the quarterback position, it's a tough spot to be in because it's not a great quarterback draft. You're really you know, wishing and praying on a hoping star and a star in the sky to try to get one of these big-time quarterbacks and hope they become available or in a trade or some other way. And you're right, that, that's not a good spot to be in. Even when Denver was the odds-on favorite, if Aaron Rodgers was to be moved yeah. to land him because of his offensive he coordinator in be. Denver, Denver's still in a very tough spot. Also, because you're hoping that some team that possesses a great quarterback is willing to move that great quarterback, and even with some changes out there, the way quarterbacks think and act, that's a very difficult proposition. Keep this in mind, though, for the, for the headlines about Rodgers and the, the contract restructuring, he's yet to tell Green Bay he wants to be back with them. They're getting this in place in case he does. Uh, they'll, they'll be ready instead of reactionary. Uh, to, to what's going on. I, I, I was reading through uh, Guttenkut's quotes today, and he said, look, we, we still have not been told one way or the other what Aaron plans to do. Uh, more of those headlines certainly to come out of Indianapolis this week. More with Paul coming up later in the show, including Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. When we come back, there is a new superstar on the NBA block, and it's one worth paying attention to, whether you're a fan of the association or not. This is Outkick 360. From New York. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. Chad and I here for the Barrett Sports Media Summit that is here in the city over the next three days. Outkick presenting the kickoff party later this evening. We're going to be at Hurley's. Earlier I called it, I think, Harley's, unfortunately. Sorry, Hurley's. We're on the uh, rooftop of uh, Hurley's uh, later this evening, what should be a blast. And uh, later this week, will be right here in Kilmeade Studios. We will leave it as we found it, Brian, we promise. See, Hurley's was easy for me to remember because I'm a fan of Lost, and there was a character, Hurley, yep. Hugo I Hurley, from that the too. show. Yeah. So every time I say we're going to Hurley's, I envision us going to Hurley's home uh, for this party tonight, which could be fun. We do know this party's going to be fun, and Barrett Sports Media Summit, heard great things about it for years, excited to be here in New York City for it, and to welcome everyone tonight. If you don't live in an NBA market, chances are you're like me. 
I I don't truly dive into the NBA season until the postseason. Because if you do watch the NBA, all you really need to do is watch the fourth quarters of these games. But if you're not watching John Morant, you're missing out. Because that is a four-quarter player. He is full throttle and exciting the entire time. And the show that he put on last night, while that's hard to reproduce, he will come close to doing that practically every time he hits the hardwood. He is fantastic, and it's happening right in the state of Tennessee with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I don't know what was better, the end of the half shot, which, again, is incredible. If you've missed it, they go full length of the court. He catches in over the, over the corner of the backboard, makes a shot right as they go to half. Or this dunk. Where it, on the still photo, Chad, you and I were watching this on the flight, um, the still photo from the AP that they put out, where where he is, and then the caption just says, by the way, he, he dunked this. It's incredible. The guy's phenomenal. Well, he, he dunked it on um, Jacob Pertle, who's a seven-footer yeah, also, he's, who's I think seven-foot-one. Yeah. Um, and, and those guys tend to be posterized the most because they're always underneath the basket and can be in vulnerable spots and aren't quick to get off their feet at times, I think it's the easy answer is it's the dunk. <laughs> it was the most impressive thing. It was awesome. It it's wasn't the, it's just, the dunk of the year to me so it far. It wasn't just the leaping ability on the dunk, but the power mm-hmm. in which he threw that thing down. And, I mean, this was not just a get up really high and you see the guys kind of like throw it through the basket and barely touch the rim. Yep. I mean, he yanked this thing on top of a seven-footer. It, it was amazing. It's, talking about the state of Tennessee, I liken it to the rise of the Preds. You know, when they got really good, eventually went to a, a Stanley Cup final. The difference is, though, those Preds team, outside of P.K. Subban, who was a huge personality, they didn't have Sidney Crosby. You know, they didn't have a superstar, a legitimate star player. Um, that's what you have now with John Morant and, and Memphis. And look, we He's have 22 years old. We have fun at the expense of Memphis at times and the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies retiring Zach Randolph's jersey and doing so <laughs> when he came back to Memphis as a member of the Sacramento Kings. A year later. Which is still ridiculous. But I'm watching these highlights. He went from 46 points against Chicago, a franchise record, to 52 points three days later, two days later in a win over San Antonio, Chad. another franchise record. I mean, there's... He look, shot there's, like there's 62% legitimate, in those two games. There's legitimate excitement, and I am not here to pump the brakes on that excitement. They're now two games back from Golden State for the two seed in the Western Conference. And I think you and I were looking at it. He's fourth or fifth right now in terms of odds at FanDuel to win the MVP. And on top of all of that, he is this overachieving overlooked guy Mm -hmm. who had no real options, ends up at Murray State. He's a star player in the OVC. I remember the debate about Zion Williamson or John Morant in that draft. Pretty easy answer right now when Zion Williamson can't keep his weight under control and stay on the court. John Morant is a superstar unlike really the state of Tennessee has seen in professional sports well, think about what in the terms league, of where he could go at 22 years well, old. I, I, let's, let's look at it from the league perspective. Um, I, I think we're, we're narrowing the, the, the scope a little bit when you consider he's not scoring due to bulk shooting. This guy is just scoring whenever he shoots the, the, the rock. It's not like he's taking 50 shots and making 18 of them. Um, last night he put up what 56 points. 52 points, one 52. dunk, one dunk. 
50 other points came from outside the rim or from outside around the rim. That is, that's his game, and, and that's what makes it so special because most of the time this game is played at the rim or it is a guy taking a ton of shots and making you know 30% of them, 33% of those shots. The last two outings, he's 63% from the floor. Well, and I was listening to Charles Barkley on Don't At Me with Dan Dockich, and Barkley was saying he gets frustrated how the game is played today for the rare reason you're talking about, Hutton. It's a lot of teams. It's high-volume three-point shooting, and then when a team loses – the immediate cop-out is, well, they just didn't hit shots. We just didn't hit shots. And he said, well, there's other ways to play the game than just taking a lot of outside shots. Maybe go down low. Yep. Maybe drive it to the basket. Try something different if that's not working. John Moran is very different in how he plays the game. And Greg Popovich said it after the game. said he's a special kid. And he said, sure, you can point to the athleticism. You know, kid's athletic. But you hear that about so many people. He's athletic. And Popovich said that's not doing him justice because of his basketball IQ. He said on top of the athleticism, he sees the game so well. And that's what you see when you watch him play. He sees the next move as well as anyone right now in the NBA. I'm paying more attention. This Grizzlies team is exciting. I completely agree with you, Hutton, that it's a sport we don't spend a lot of time talking about until you get in the playoffs. But you know our show's based out of Nashville. And there's a lot of Tennesseans now taking notice of John Morant and what the Grizzlies are doing. And I'm here to announce it's time. It's time to take note about what's going on and, with and John we may, Morant. We and the may Grizz. be a bit late to the party here. I don't think yeah. the league has overlooked him um, no. when, you, when you watch him play. And look, I think he's, he's special because he's got a little Iverson to his game. He has uh, you know those Russell Westbrook type qualities where he can drive. Uh, and he, you know. I'll say it. He's got a little Mamba mentality to him that I love. Whenever he's playing the star across the bench and he's trying to go toe-for-toe, and most of the time he holds his own at 22 years old. It's impressive. Um, William in our chat, YouTube chat, says, Murray State, a very underrated program. No doubt about it. If you're from the Mid-South, from the Southeast, you know how good Murray State is year in and year out. They have a great fan base. They have a great program every year. That's not me demeaning Murray State. But John Morant, as a superstar, typically John Morant, it's a Steph Curry-like story. You know, Steph Curry goes to Davidson. John Morant would have gone to Duke or Kentucky the way he's playing in the NBA. He goes to Murray State, still becomes a superstar. Coming up, another superstar, John McClain about to join us. We'll hit the NFL headlines, the quarterback carousel, and much, much more. Stick around. Outkick 360 from NYC plus Indianapolis rolls on across the Outkick Network.